welcome to Naturally Smart People. Today's conversation is with Andrew Hargreaves of Tape Loop Orchestra and The Boats. It was recorded in April 2017 in Salford, Manchester. Hope you enjoy it. Base for Tape Loop Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is where I kind of record everything. Um, it's kind of like a bunker room with yeah. any windows. So <laughs> no, no distractions. Yeah, no distractions. <laughs> um, at the moment, yeah, um, when you arrived, I was just kind of working on a new Tape Loop Orchestra record. Yeah. But that's probably not going to see the light of day for like another year because it takes a long time uh-huh. um, to get things together. Um, I also do other solo things here. I just finished uh, Music Concrete Record, which yeah. is coming out. Um, got the test lessons back, um, so that'll be another four or five weeks, and then that'll be out, um, which is called Pause Plastic. <laughs> uh, kind of like music for a made up dance piece. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what, what got you into it? Yeah, if, you were, if you go back into the annals of time, what was it that motivated you to want to do music? I was really fortunate um, that I was brought up in a very musical household, so my dad like, yeah. plays in bands, um, yeah. so there was always kind of instruments around and my sister played clarinet, so it was always like the sound was just always around, yeah. and then, then listening to records. I think there was a moment um, when I, I was only young, I was about eight, and because me and my brother always used to fight over everything. Um, my dad used to buy us two of everything, so we'd get like one each, so like we wouldn't fight. And we got uh, two little kind of my first Walkman recorder. Yeah. I remember like thinking that I could record on, onto one cassette, on one, on my cassette. Yeah. Play that back while recording onto another cassette. Oh, and, like a sort of two tracks. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Really, really <laughs> really all of them. I thought, like, well, this is how records are made. You know, this is how like, the pros are doing it. So I remember like, editing a Sisters of Mercy track once and putting even more resonation on it. You know, like, echo, echo, echo. Yeah, yeah. Just kept building it up. Yeah. 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 So that, it was that, I think that was the, the seed. It was like, I realised, I mean, not probably like to the full extent, but how records are made and, yeah. and that I could probably make one. Right. Um, and then hearing electronic music, and he was like, well, I think one person could make this. Yeah. So it was like, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So it was kind of just through, through playing around. Some and trial and error. And, and then what, in terms of the stuff that you do, though, it often is like, if, in my untrained ear, mm. it's like you're finding things all the time and capturing little blips of sounds and little pieces of sounds. And mm. then, I mean... Just talk me through some of that process because it fascinates me. Because I was listening to um, one of the Boats albums on yeah. the way over in the car because I managed to find a pile of CDs. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm going to listen to this. I'll be driving around with it. And, and, and there's that little yeah. noise, you know, things like that, you know. Yeah, I think like with the Boats, it was kind of um, a little bit different um, to, to the work I'm doing now. And I think there's, there's, there's always permutations that they buy. But I think with the boat, we were 
were interested in these really small sounds. We were kind of wanting to be, in one sense, like an avant-garde band, and then the other hand wanted to be a pop band. So there's always this kind of dualism about how do we... Just the craft work. Yeah, 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 I think that was it. <laughs> like, we were like, wanted to kind of be craft work, yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There was the, the idea of that we could use the avant-garde techniques, kind of like band sound, but then almost put them into a pop concept. You know? So yeah. that was always like the, the kind of battle with the board. And maybe Craig would have a different view on it. But that was always the thing for me, was trying to settle this avant-garde band sound with like a very structured pop. Um, where what's changed now is that um, I'm probably not as interested in the pop end. Mm -hmm. yeah. What I'm interested in is, is taking kind of one sound okay. and really focusing on it. Um, so let, let's get into that a bit then. So do you mean in terms of... A a frequency or a particular um, It can be sample, it can be yeah. anything. I mean, um, I'm using a, a technique at the moment where I'll take a sound from, from a record perhaps or from yeah. something from a synthesizer and I'll have this really long like reverb yeah. on it. So yeah. The reverb just kind of like lasts longer than the actual sound. And then I'll put that reverb tail through like a tape loop system which feeds back on itself. So yeah. the reverb never ends, it just keeps going. But what starts to happen is, is that the sound starts to like degrade the more times it goes through the tape. Okay. So it's almost like another sound appears. It's like you're kind of like super focusing in on, on the sound. You know like when you have like an image and you keep zooming in and it kind of breaks down to the, to the pixels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of doing that with the sound, you know. Right, and, yeah. and, and get it to the point before it kind of breaks apart or that it kind of like overcomes with kind of static or something so I'm interested in that point. So you're almost watching the sound mm -hmm. evolve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, completely, yeah. And do you have an idea in mind before you begin on that or does it, because one of the things I've been working a lot on recently with people in, in our network of, and actually smart network is this idea of what does an emergent idea look you know? Right. <laughs> Do you have a fixed idea of where it's going to go, or does this tend to sort of just come? You, you're looking out, or you, you suddenly hear where it's going, and you go with it. You know. It, it, yeah. Um, it kind of works two ways. I think yeah. there's there's an initial idea of the sounds that I'm using, yeah. and how they work together. So that's almost like a, a traditional way of composing. So you'll have like a chord, and yeah. you know that that chord works. Yeah. Not. Then when I start to feed it through the tape it becomes indeterminate and the tapes are going to react in different ways so the saturation could be higher and then it's through listening to that that I have to decide whether it's a good a good kind of sound or if yeah. it's a bad sound <laughs> or uh, at what point to stop it and yeah. maybe loop it again or uh, it's the, the breakdown of the sound can be really quite beautiful almost like another sound emerges yeah 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 so it's kind of a little bit of both. It's kind of like a bit like John Cage, where it was a start point, then it becomes in the tone of this kind of transition.
Okay, we still work with some general people, but they eat some of what each of us has So, theoretically, I guess there's no limit to the length of a track now that we've digitized. Are you ever tempted to just say something? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, intrigues me. Like, I, the other week I was in the, over in Milmont and we were doing this thing at the Chateau. That's an entire project, and one of the things that I really want to do out there for Africa is kick off a project in the forest as a sound project that just runs for the next 35 years. And the idea is that this project finishes in 2045. Anyway, the point is that the sonic environment is fascinating because you've got this you've got night and day coming in, you've got animals moving in, you've got aeroplanes flying out, you know, it's constant. But it's also very quiet at times, you know. And this idea of having a soundtrack that, yeah. that is then you can come in and out of, you know. That 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 there's a sort of piece of what you're doing in the in the tape loop orchestra that keeps triggering that mm. thought in my head that I this could go way longer yeah. as an experiment. You know? I think I think this is it. I think that, that we are at that um, that point where Piece of music can now, like with generative kind of mm. software, can be longer than the than the composer's intention. You know, the composer, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. like, like this, like the yeah. lighthouse within, yeah. you know, and things like that. Where it's kind of like, um, I think music um, is all is has always been about disrupting time. You know, th this idea that That's um, you know we have, you know. The, because we, when we listen to music, we're having to evaluate it in real time. You know, like unlike a picture where you can you can get lost in the picture and you mm -hmm. can revisit it. Where music, it, it happens and it's gone, and you're onto the next sound before yeah. the the previous one has died. Really, you know what I mean? So you're always evaluating it in real time, which is kind of crazy. And I think what you do with music is that so you manipulate that. So, but that's for the listener. Yeah. But for someone like you. You've, you're really suspending time while you're putting all that together. Yeah, yeah. It, like if you're putting a year into building this new album, mm -hmm. you know, it'll what be whatever length it is in yeah, real it, time. And also, but also it, you can distort in time yeah, even yeah. within the composition. You yeah, can yeah. kind of, you can move a whole chunk of something that you did um, last year mm -hmm. into a composition that you're doing this year. Mm -hmm. So you can always rearrange time, you That's know, which is... Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I remember, I remember discovering that um, it was reading um, liner notes to Frank Zappa and how he was constructing things from like the entire of his career. You know, yeah. wow, we can do that. We don't have to finish something. In like, this, yeah, 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 yeah. You can revisit it, or you can take a chunk that you like yeah. out of it, and yeah. you can rearrange it in a different way, which is. Where so, the digital age yeah, suddenly comes. Yeah, and a lot of it's kind of it's quite liberating that you don't have to to finish something straight away. You can kind of leave it, come back to it, rearrange it with something else. So it's that's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. So in the context of other things, you know, what does that say to how we could pick that lesson up you know, and play with it in another environment? You know, so not finishing something rather than the pressure to complete yeah. and then move on you know? yeah. so this idea that you live with multiple sort of unfinished symphonies almost, yeah. you know and, and you keep nudging them all okay, I think so, yeah. I think so. and I think sometimes you you 
I think I mean I think with age you kind of realise. I think to tie it to education is that you think um, you you go after something when you need it, not before. Whereas, and that can kind of really kind of freak people out. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're, they're always there's this pressure to kind of you know be good at this now. Whereas, I think that. But how do you get there? I mean, do you learn that? Do you? Do, is it just the situation you find yourself in? I think I I think. I think from like from my own point of view, is in that through through the music and kind of art, mm. was that I'm always looking for connections with things and how to rearrange these connections and put them together into something. So you kind of go off on tangents, and you'll read something and then that will mention something else, and then you go and investigate that. And then at some point, when you step back from all these little avenues, you're like, well, actually, it's one whole this idea, um, and I'm trying to pull it together, trying to put it together in, in a certain way. Whereas it's not a linear journey, it's kind of you know you you kind of get a piece of a jigsaw. But so is it fair to say you're pattern seeking? I think so. I think I'm looking yeah. for for some sort of arc that ties yeah, it all yeah. together. Yeah. Um, but you don't necessarily know what that is. No, and it's, it's the yeah. encounters of the things that trigger different. And, and it's, it's really crazy when I look back on certain work where where when when making it, I thought oh, we're talking about this. He's sort of doing it, and then. Years later, I revisited. I'm like, actually, I was pointing the direction <laughs> to this. You know what I mean? I, there yeah, was, yeah. and it's kind of, um, it, it kind of came because um, when we we're doing the box box set, and we, I was recording the focus album at the same time, so I revisited um, my notebooks from the box, and I was reading about um, we were on tour in Dusseldorf, and I'd made a note of a conversation. Um, that somebody had mentioned Bas Yanada, mm-hmm. and I'd written down my notebook and gone on, but in a kind of like synchronicity kind of way, the the Taylor Walker show I was making was heavily based on Bas Yanada's work, <laughs> but I'd totally forgotten about this in my notebook. So it's almost like the connection was was yeah, so yeah, there, yeah. but I didn't see it, and then it was almost like a shock to myself, you know, like. Oh man, you know, like, <laughs> it, there was something there, and I think this happens all the time when yeah. you're dealing with, with with life. I guess you're always kind of putting your experiences together in a way that makes up who you are on that day. I love that thing um, Charles Handy talks about: life makes sense in retrospect. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely. And we're completely, all sort of yeah. busking our way forwards in various ways and nudging things. So, so. What, what are you sort of into at the moment? You're, you're recording a new album. Mm-hmm. Give us a little bit of a showdown on what that's like. What's, what's, what has, well, it's, it, has it going? Um, <laughs> it's going good now. If you'd have asked me two weeks ago, it wasn't going so well. <laughs> <laughs> too many bits. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and I try and have a certain amount of discipline with recording. So I try and record every week. And whether yeah. it's good or not, it's just having that practice yeah. of, of turning up, turning yeah. the machines on and doing something. Yeah. Usually how many hours would you spend in here then? Um, a day? If it's like a bad day, I'll do kind of like eight hours. But a good day can be kind of up to 14. Oh my goodness. And depending on yeah. on how I'm into it. So it's kind of... It's a serious amount It varies. Of time. Yeah. yeah. But it, it doesn't feel... Yeah. Like, like you say to someone, oh, I've just done 14 hours in the studio, and they're like, how long? Where yeah, yeah. It feels like a couple of hours because you're, you're in the heart of it. When it's going badly, it's kind of like you're looking for any excuse <laughs> yeah, to yeah. kind of like, oh, I'm just going to nip out and buy my 
basically eating or you know yeah. um, somebody phones you and you're like you keep quite happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so a few weeks ago it wasn't going so well because I didn't have a line to follow, yeah. and then I know what the kind of sounds that I want to use now. So once you kind of once I've got that start point, it starts then to, the yeah, to fall begins, in, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then other things from my notebooks kind of fall in, and it's kind of like okay, yeah, this is what it is. So th- this next record is going to be primarily made up of of voice. Um, not my own voice yeah, um, yeah. so like kind of like these really sort of almost opera kind of long tones um, and that'll kind of fit into because there's a bigger arc of um, the work now it's kind of about like connections between people and connections to other worlds kind yeah, of thing yeah. um, when you said that I had visions of the is it the Mongolian throat yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we were seeing them years ago at a Womack festival they were absolutely astonishing it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. and that was really long drawn out guttural mm. sort of noises that and there is a real like resonance to yeah, it as well so yeah, it's yeah. kind of yeah it's kind of crazy so yeah so now I'm in a so it's kind of working out what loop methods to use yeah. and and just play around with it now, which is the fun part. So, so, so that will happen, and then will you, will you, will you tour that, or is it more the case of wanting to just continue experimenting um, with it in, in the studio? I love being in the studio. That's kind yeah. of, um, yeah. but recently I have been thinking about doing shows again, yeah. and it's kind of um, been a few years since we've done. Uh, the boys did like a, a big tour um, of like Japan and Europe, and I was just tired, and yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, I can't believe we're gonna play the same songs every night. This is yeah. <laughs> so kind of like I'm not doing this again. Yeah. Where recently I've been thinking that it, it could be fun again. But would out. you ever do the same thing twice? I would have thought that um, the likelihood well, is it's gonna go in. I think the beauty with the tail, the tail podcast stuff is that there is this yeah. indeterminate thing, so it yeah. is different. So you have to kind of pay attention. Where I did like realizing like the last few board shows, I was kind of going through the motions because we'd like we'd we'd played yeah. it for that long. It was yeah. just kind of like I could zone out and, <laughs> and know that the like a cue here. So I kind of got bored. I think yeah. so. Where with the where the tail podcast works live, it's kind of the the tape can be kind of playing up. So there's You've got to be more aware. It's interesting as well, isn't it? The two different sorts of performance. One being quite in the studio, quite managed and framed mm. and precise, I suppose, but also continually overlapping. And uh, and then in the in the live performance is fairly open, I guess, fairly yeah. fluid, but still within a controlled. It, environment mm. of expectations that something will happen within a set amount of time yeah, and stuff. yeah. Um, I think it kind of, that my, my working method works in a kind of like a, a strange way now is that I'll write I'll get like a few loops together mm-hmm. and then I'll do a live performance of it just to kind of see just to test it's working yeah. yeah and yeah. then I'll kind of live with that live recording then be like right okay I can clean that bit up yeah. or I can tell that bit there have you ever played live online no there was, um, there was um, a thing, wasn't there, oh, a few yeah, yeah, years yeah, yeah, ago yeah, yeah. where you the, could almost busk online with yeah. other people. It was a complete shambles. Yeah. 
Um, there was, there was a, I did like a radio show that was streamed. So okay. I guess that that kind yeah, of yeah. Um, yeah. counts, I guess. Um, yeah, so I think it's... It's a different relationship, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think... Not with people responding. I think that's it. Yeah, I think it yeah. is kind of um, having an audience there is kind yeah. of... That's the thing that's exciting about it. This is going to sound a bit weird, but do you think there's any correlation between well-being and what you're doing? Um, you know, like the, the there's energies in sound and resonance. Yeah. You know? um, I'd like to think so. Yeah, because I think it. Even if it's you're just giving somebody like you listen to the record, you're giving them like forty-five minutes mm. out of their life. Mm or out of mm. whatever situation they're in and they can kind of lose themselves in that for, for, for 40 minutes it's kind of you know that's quite nice that's you know yeah, yeah yeah you know um, yeah. and to have people kind of you know be willing to kind of uh, pay money and, and you keep coming back like to, I mean I keep coming back to your stuff time and time again it's in just mm. the one off you don't just listen to it once yeah you, and you come in at it at different points and different times of day and I think the, you yeah, choose yeah, to listen, or sometimes yeah. incidentally, it just happens to be on because it's on a loop on the system. At yeah, home. I think no, I think there is a, a nice thing about um, being able to, to have music that, that works as a kind of uh, background, like yeah. so I call it yeah. furniture music. You know, music that <laughs> just be in, in the house. But then also, you can get a different experience if you sit Focus. attentively and yeah. listen. You know, and it's nice to kind yeah. of have you know that that kind of dualism almost you can kind of have it as a background or you can have it as yeah. a intended listen so you can sort of deliberately get lost in it mm. yeah I think that that's I think with the yeah, with, with, with the table stuff it is that kind mm. of you know, it, it warrants that kind of you know taking the time to listen to it as well I think hopefully you know <laughs> so give us some suggestions if we're new to this as we listeners might be new to, <laughs> you know or, or where would you point people in terms of your material to say here's a stepping stone in this is a way in this is a new this is something I think would be nice uh, I don't know I don't know if I'm the it's right a tough one to I don't know if I'm the right person <laughs> to answer that yeah. really um, yeah. because I don't I don't really look back that often on oh, I remember you saying on that. It's like I'm always <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always uh, more excited by it by the and next thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to kind of pitch some kind of think about, you know, because <laughs> I'm always trying to like push forward. Um, Maybe it's a new album. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for that's me. It. Yeah, that's for me it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. Um, and it will be called what? If you've got I don't know yet. I don't know yet. That's kind of. That's on its way. Yeah. yeah. But there's going to be um, an album series before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is going to be like three, three records. Um, all out at the same time. Give us the name of that one. Um, well, we yeah, well, put uh, it on the website. Yeah, yeah. There's a, well, it's going to be available as a box, which will yeah. come as a, a three vinyl and two CD set. Yeah. And it's kind of work that I was making between 2014 and the start of this year. Right. And it was kind of always like a trilogy of albums. Um, so the first one is Solar Luna, and uh, the second one is To the New Light. Mm -hmm. And the third one is illuminating emissions. Okay. So it's all about light and, and, and how we are, we're all light and yeah, how yeah. these kind of, these energies that we can kind of swap and things. Um, so 
yeah, so that, that's going to be the next, the next thing, which is um, we've just sent, sent it off to production in like, this last weekend, so that will hopefully be out. Winging its way into some... Yeah, yeah, um, hopefully, yeah. So, so that, that's the next thing. Um, yeah. I have a, a solo record, which is, I've mentioned it earlier, yeah. um, Post Plastique, which will be out four, four weeks from now. Maybe out by the time well, the podcast gets out. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if people want to f- sort of find you on the internet, where would they go? Is there a um, we're working on that. They'll be assigned okay. soon. They'll be assigned okay. soon. But if yeah. you want to listen, um, you can search on Boomcat, and there's um, samples there. So okay, we'll so. put a link on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic, Andrew. Thank you. Cool. So no, thank much. you. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, look forward to the new album. Awesome. That's all. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. Naturally Smart People is a series of podcasts running through 2017, supported by Foundation Press. Our programme is a not-for-profit programme, so you're welcome to pass it on to friends and family under a Creative Commons licence. We look forward to connecting with you via our website, so you can contact us at foundation.rocks where you might leave comments or suggest future speakers. Thanks to Andrew and to Isaac for helping out in getting the sound and the connection sorted and my name's Paul Clark and I look forward to seeing you next time. I'm going to leave you with a track from Tape Loop Orchestra called Luna One from Andrew's recent album. Hope you enjoy it and see you soon.